hello. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here we are on a Tuesday morning, 19th day of November, 2019. My name is Nick. There's Big J right there. Yep. Oh, is that how I can say something? Well, usually it's what you've done in every other morning pass, where you say hello to people, wish them well on their early morning commute. No, I don't say any of that. None of that. Uh, you give them uh, a little piece of knowledge for the day that maybe they didn't know to kick off their morning. Making stuff up. And then we're on with the show. Uh, I want to start the show with a question to you, Big J, because yesterday I, uh, I watched Shazam after we talked about it last week. Oh, Shazam! Yeah, I enjoyed it very much. It's fun, right? I could not pick up in the movie at all where you said they referenced Black Hat. Uh, it's the magic, the uh, the the sorcerer guy from the very beginning. Yeah, you mean the original Shazam? Uh, yes, but that uh, the sorcery world is where Black Adam comes from, right? If I'm not mistaken. So in that room, you know where they're at? Yeah. Uh, it's in there. It's but where? I don't remember. It's been a while. <laughs> Because, I mean, I looked and I was like, I mean, listen, the whole world of Shazam is magic. I, 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 listen, the bottom saying. line is that actually got you to watch the movie. So uh, yeah, it did. It did. Because I was success. like, I wonder where it was. And uh, I couldn't find it anywhere. And then I asked two other people and they said they didn't know what you were talking about. So uh, I, I don't know if it's in there at all. Uh, but if it is, I, I did notice it in, uh, in some of the special features on the Blu-ray that I watched. Uh, but they never referenced The Rock. Well, although The Rock was a producer on the movie. I noticed that. Dwayne Johnson was credited as a producer on Shazam, but they they mentioned hit the you know the doctor that was the bad guy in the movie, uh, Mark Strong. Uh, they referenced him, and then they talked about other enemies that Shazam played, and they they mentioned Black Adam in one of the special features, but that was the extent of it. Uh, and I, I mean, they, there was a post credit scene, but I know Black Adam wasn't involved in that, so we'll see what ends up happening. Either way, it's coming. And I thought it was very good. I don't care what you say. I thought it was a good movie. I, I said it was a good movie. I, I enjoyed it. it. I liked it. Uh, and uh, and I think you should see it if you haven't seen Shazam yet. It's a fun movie for the kids, for everybody. On top of that, today we are going to give you a chance to win some cash. We gave away $200 yesterday. We would like to carbon copy that today at 830 for the all-cash $25,000 X Double Dare. Also, I'll recap the morning after Fantasy Football League over the course of the show today. Uh, as week number 11 is in the books for the NFL, and we'll have additional fun and excitement. Some of it may be involving Nick Cage, plus some more movie stuff with Streaming Dumbass. Let's get started. When news breaks, we're the first there to mock it. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Get ready, Big J. Season tickets are on sale now for the Broncos 2020 season. That happened as of yesterday. The 50th anniversary of Albertson Stadium next year, dude. Uh, according to Kurt Epsey, the season ticket prices in the main stadium will not increase at all, so you're not going to see a price increase, despite the fact that some say that the seven-game home schedule is perhaps the strongest home slate in the history of the Boise State football team. What? Would you like to speak on that, Big J? Well, I think Florida State's coming to town. They are. Florida so. State is coming to town. Whether or not they'll be ranked is a question, but they'll probably be pretty pissed that Boise State won on their turf last year. Even though it was the last uh, second thing. Yeah. Yeah, that I don't remember. Man, it's maybe for what was it West Virginia or Virginia that came and just creamed the Broncos two years ago? Uh it was Virginia. Okay. Yeah. So it's been a while since we've had a team of that stature come on the blue. Um so let's uh 
That's yeah, a good I, start. I, I guess, you know, even though they may not be ranked, I'm trying to think the last time what, Oregon State, maybe the last time anybody ranked in the top. Well, let's not get crazy and call Oregon State something great. No, 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 you know but I, they were ranked I mean, at the top. That's when game day was oh, here. Oh, sure. And ranked, so it was a big deal. Ranked. I'm talking, though, I mean, historical sure. Traditional program. programs. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if this might be one of the biggest ever. For oh, sure. State. I think it absolutely is. I mean, there's no other team that's won a national championship right. that's coming. Uh, BYU is also on the schedule, so is Georgia Southern, and then uh, Colorado State, San Jose State, UNLV, Utah State for the Broncos. Uh, of course, the dates for all these have yet to be announced because ESPN's got to get their hands on it. But if you're a season ticket holder, you're going to have additional priority for purchasing single-game tickets and away-game tickets as well. So if you've wanted to see Florida State on the blue, I'm guessing that's going to sell out pretty easily. So you probably want to grab your season tickets for that as well. Uh, despite the field looking like absolute trash, the Chiefs beat the Chargers last night 24-17 in Mexico City. 76,000 fans showed up for it. Chiefs sealed the victory with an interception at the goal line with 18 seconds left to play. That was a running theme last night with Phillip Rivers throwing interceptions left, right, and center. I think he's thrown like eight in the last two games. Yeah, he, well, I mean, eventually it was going to catch up with him. I mean, I, I always thought, uh, and all due respect to Philip Rivers, but I always thought to myself, how does that guy not get picked off more? Every pass is like a lob. There's no sauce on almost anything that he throws. And I'm just like, how in the NFL are they not catching up with some of this stuff? And it's finally starting to happen. Of course, it doesn't hurt that he's 37 years old, 38 years old. Uh, Pat Mahomes threw for 182 with a touchdown, but there wasn't a lot of offense last night. I think it's because nobody could get their footing on that field. It looked really, really rough to play on, and we're lucky nobody else blew out an ACL or anything uh, in the game last night. This seems to be a running theme when the NFL decides to take things overseas. Unless they play indoors like they do in London, the fields are awful. Remember they had to cancel a game last year because the field was so bad, also in Mexico City? Yeah, in the stadium. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was uh, it was not good. It was not good, and I'm surprised that they got it done, all things considered. So that's uh, that's the NFL update. And when? How can you remind me? When did we make Val Kilmer the unofficial mascot of the radio station? No, it was like seemed ten years ago. Do you remember why? Um, I don't. Because yeah, well, let's see. It was at a meeting, and I think it was just because of Val Kilmer was. We we loved Val Kilmer. He was in a lot of cool stuff. Top Gun. Right, but why why in that day? And then we all just picked up because and ran it was weird. Yeah, okay, all right. Well, that definitely qualifies. I was just trying to figure out if there was a a reason behind oh, it. Oh, there and he spent a lot of time here. That's right. That's I right. I mean that that's the primary reason. He spent a lot of time here in the Treasure Valley, and he was you know. It was one of those deals relatively uh, popular at the time. Back at the day, you're right. Back in the day, everybody had like I saw Val Kilmer Neurolux kind of a thing, or I saw him walking down the street, or something like that kind of story. And so we decided to adopt him, and I had forgotten all about it. But he appeared for his art exhibition. Big J. He was in L.A. over the weekend. Uh, He hasn't been out very much. I mean, he spent the last two years, uh, you know, trying to recover from his successful battle with throat cancer. Uh, he hasn't been appearing in too many movies. He was in the uh, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, but didn't have any speaking parts because he still couldn't talk. But he is going to appear in Top Gun 2. No word on whether or not he'll be speaking there either. But, uh, you know, throat cancer is no joke, and he had to get a bunch of surgeries to figure it all out. So it's been a tough recovery period, but he's got art that's up that you can check it out at the Glam Art Exhibition uh, uh, exhibition if you want to do it at the Hellmel Studios in L.A. So you can have a Val Kilmer story of your very own. 
It's Streaming Dumbass on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Every single Tuesday, we dig through Netflix to find three movies that maybe, just maybe, and we're not 100% on any of this stuff. Big J hasn't watched or reviewed or come in contact with over his personal and professional lives. Based on just the very brief, sometimes, plot description of a Netflix movie, Big J's got to select one of the three to watch and review for you in a 24-hour period to let you know if they are any good. It's called Streaming Dumbass. Big J, are you ready? Yeah. We kind of run the gamut with all of these particular movies this week. Uh, They're all from the trending section. None of them really from a particular type of genre, but maybe through the description you'll be able to pick up some of the genres that's involved. Movie number one, New York college student Jasmine meets a student activist named Alejandro when uh, he goes on a hunger strike on behalf of underpaid janitors. Smitten, Justine agrees to help Alejandro undertake his next project to save the Amazon. She soon learns to regret her decision when their plane crashes in the Peruvian jungle. And stop. Movie number two. A young man encounters deceit, war, and treachery after suddenly becoming royalty in the aftermath of his brother's death. That's it. (laughs) Movie number three. There's not much to go on. Max gets the surprise of his life when his wealthy 80-year-old wife dumps him for a younger car salesman. Forced out of his mansion, he must now move in with his estranged sister, Sarah, and her son, Hugo. Anxious to return to the lap of luxury, he hatches a scheme to seduce a widowed billionaire and live the high life once again. Movie number one, movie number two, and movie number three. Let's see. Movie number three sounds to me to be very funny. Okay. I, I I really want to pick that. But just based on how short the description is for number two, let's do it. Uh, okay. Let's get crazy. Let's get weird. Sounds like uh, number one was never in the mix. No, That, that was boring. called The Green Inferno. It stars Lorenza Izzo and Ariel Levy. It is written and directed by Eli Roth. You will not be seeing that. Thank God. You will not be seeing How to Be a Latin Lover. That stars Eugenio Derbez and Salma Hayek, directed by former guest of The Morning After as well, and member of the state, Ken Marino. You will be watching movie number two, which was a Netflix original that is called The King. That stars Robert Pattinson and Joel Edgerton. So it looks like you're going to be... This is like the third or fourth time you've thrown Pattinson at me, right? I'll be honest, I don't think he's in the movie very much. I think it's a Timothy Chalambay guy, but I uh, couldn't figure out how to spell his name. It's called The King. It's called The King. It's a Netflix original movie. It just came out like two weeks ago. Uh, it's, uh, It's very... Epic, if you will, and medieval, kind of Games of Thronesy, if you medieval. will. Medieval. So, Big J will be watching The King. He'll give you a review about it around this time tomorrow and let you know if it's worth your time or not. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Question for you, Big J. Yeah, man, answer. You're a local celebrity. You've got lots no. of fly followers. People think you're a very big deal wherever you go. No, it's not true. But if you had to narrow it down, not including family members, people you're related to or bound to by law. How many really close friends would you say you have? Somebody that you could call in the clutch, somebody that you trust, somebody that you could talk to if you needed to talk. Yeah, probably like six or seven people. That's pretty good, man. Yeah. Not bad at all. Is there a pecking order? <laughs> no. Of course there is. <laughs> Better to be seventh on that list? Or first? I, I probably to be first, I, I guess. I think so. If you, well, if you need help, it's certainly better Listen, for you. If there's an emergency, or uh, I really, you know, there's one to go-to person. Besides my wife. Wife doesn't count in this particular yeah. case. Uh, but the University of Leeds says it doesn't matter how many, quote-unquote, friends you say or followers you have. 
as long as you've got quality friends in your life, that's really the only factor people have in how satisfied they are with their social life. Now, the number of people each person is connected to online is a ton. I mean, the average person, and this includes, you know, John and Jane Q. Public, have anywhere between uh, 75 and 150 on average followers. There's a lot of people on Facebook with only one or two friends. Brings down the average, you understand? Yeah. Uh, But the number of really close friends people have in their life revolves around three or four. And the social worker that put this all together says, hey, listen, if you feel lonely, it might be more helpful to make a positive connection with a friend than try to seek out new people to meet or try to, you know, have a random connection on Facebook or something like that. Sometimes a really good friend is all you need to get you through the hard stuff. So as long as you have one of those, it's a quality over quantity kind of thing. You understand? Yeah. So yeah, I agree. If you have somebody in your life that you can talk to and go, listen, things are rough. I need a second. Here's my person to lean on. As long as that's happening, people seem to be pretty satisfied, even if they're not surrounded by friends per se. Chiefs defeated the Chargers last night 24-17 in a Monday Night Football game played in Mexico City. Chiefs sealed the victory with an interception with about 18 seconds left to play. Uh, Pat Mahomes, not a great game. Uh, Not a great game out of anybody offensively. It was uh, one of those low-scoring kind of uh, back and forth with a lot of interceptions and turnovers. I think the field played a big part in that. And, uh, you know, Phillip Rivers will probably tell you the, uh, the same thing. Miles Garrett is appealing his indefinite suspension he received after ripping off Mason Rudolph's helmet and hitting him in the head with it during the team's game last Thursday night. Garnett's uh, medium uh, minimum expansion suspension would leave him missing the rest of the regular season and any playoff games. He's seeking to have it reduced. Garrett has apologized, said he's made a terrible mistake and he lost his cool. What he did was selfish and unacceptable. It all depends if we believe him or not. I'm guessing they won't reduce this at all. Any guesses on your end? Uh, well, not for this season anyways. Not for the rest of this season. Right, right. I don't think he'll be back at all. Maybe, well, I mean, I don't even think the Browns are going to make the playoffs, so it gives me that. There's going to be some Rock on a Awards show, Big J. What? Just not a big one. The American Music Awards. Ozzy Osbourne and Green Day are among the acts who will perform live at the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles this Sunday on ABC. Uh, of course, uh, Ozzy's got a little bit of a caveat. He's actually going to be out there as part of the Post Malone, Travis Scott performance. They're going to perform that single that's a pretty big deal on the top 40 side of the world. Take what you want. Of course, Andrew Watt is the gentleman that produced that song and plays guitar on that song as well. And he is the man that is producing Ozzy's new album and can be heard playing guitar on Ozzy's new song. It'll be Ozzy's first live performance since canceling his entire 2019 tour schedule earlier this year as he battled illness and recovered from back surgery, so he's coming back on the American Music Awards. Is it enough to make you tune in, Big J? No. What would make you tune into the American Music Awards? Mm, probably nothing. Yeah. It's a lost cause as far as you're concerned? Yeah. Not even if your favorite band was performing live, like in Metallica? I didn't think I'm... you tuned into Metallica performing on the Grammys, to be honest. No, no. So, yeah, I guess not. You are just not in the Because, I mean, if you really want to see it, you can see it the next day and just see that and not all the other crap that's coming with it. You're right. You're right. We are. Uh, we have lost our attention deficits, and so we want what we want on demand, and the second that becomes available, it's a little bit more interesting to all of us. We're spoiled is what it comes down to. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. St. Petersburg, Florida is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. There, we're going to meet 41-year-old Martin Skelly. Martin Skelly 
Uh, it did not have a good Saturday. Oh, that's too bad. Martin Skelly was hanging out at a McDonald's at around 1245 in the morning when one of the employees is like, man, I want to go home, but there's this big dude outside that's just giving me the creeps. So they called the police to report a suspicious person. Police showed up. They saw uh, the gentleman, Mr. Skelly, wandering around in the McDonald's parking lot. And to give you an idea, uh, Martin is a big dude. Martin's, well, not big. He's he's 5'8", so he's a smaller guy. But he weighs 380 pounds, Big J, so he's stout. Yeah, what shape. are you afraid of that, dude? You can run away from him. <laughs> Trust me, I know. <laughs> uh, and so when police showed up, they questioned Martin about what he was doing in the McDonald's parking lot. He said he was just hanging out, thinking about getting something to eat. And the officers uh, asked him if he was aware that the uh, McDonald's had closed at midnight. And he was like, well, you know, I, I was thinking about maybe waiting around for some breakfast. And they're like, well, that's not going to happen until 5. You mind if we see if there's anything going on? And so they searched the uh, the gentleman. And that's when they found a, a loaded needle, Big J. Uh, ready and willing to go with some methamphetamine. And that's when police uh, placed Mr. Skelly under arrest, you know, for possession of drugs. That's how it works. Great. We're going to hell story. Thank you. And so uh, as you go to the, the, the downtown, as they say... You're often asked, hey, do you have any other contraband or anything else on you as they do a search? And he says no. Uh, but also, I mean, I've never been, so I can't say this. Is it standard operating procedure if you get booked to get strip searched? Uh, I don't think it's standard, It's no. never come up in conversation with any of my police friends. I don't know if, if you get arrested and you're going to spend any kind of time, or maybe it depends on the charge, like if it's drug possession, you have to get strip searched. I mean, we've all seen it in, like, you know, movies and stuff. But I don't know if they have to call it in specially or if it's just standard procedure to go, hey, listen, we're booking you into jail. we got to make sure there's nothing going on. And they did a standard strip search, right? Everything went fine. Okay. They put Martin Skelly in his jail cell. And uh, that is when, when police were checking on him, they thought they saw him messing around with something in his hand. And so they went in, they looked, and sure enough, it was a little teeny tiny piece of meth rock, Big Jake. Well, that's not okay. Where did this come from? Martin's like, I don't know, dude. It was on the ground. On the ground? Hey, we're in prison. That's not how we're that's in supposed jail, to work. Man. <laughs> and so they're like, let's strip search him again. And so they do it. And this time, Big J, they find a baggie with 2.7 grams of meth inside of it stashed on Mr. Skelly. Now, if you had to guess, where do you think that would have been? Oh. Up his butt. Nope, it's not up his butt. Oh. Not at all. I, I have no idea then. Well, I, I told you his weight for a reason. He's 380 pounds. Big dude. Uh, apparently, Martin Skelly had this baggie full of methamphetamine uh, dug deep into the crevasse known as his, as his belly button, Big J. He had pushed the baggie uh, deep into his belly button, which Jesus. officers said was one of the uh, deepest cavernous belly buttons they've ever seen. And so it was It was in there pretty good. It's called, quote, wedged deep within the belly button cavity of the 5'8 defendant. So officers had to go in there and dig, and they, sure enough, they found it. They said it was the first time they had ever seen a any kind of contraband snuck in in somebody's belly button. Uh, that is when, when confronted with the methamphetamine, Skelly says, quote, I was just being dumb and not thinking. But that being said... As a bigger dude, we can tell you, there's some depth to the belly button, right? Big yeah, yeah. I don't think I could hide a bunch of drugs in there, though. No. <laughs> and Lord knows I'm not asking you to, if that's okay. Okay. 
I don't need you to now. Do you're not. No, you're not no. about to go into incarceration. No, now all the hiding spots have been figured out by the uh, the law enforcement officials. So they have another crevasse to check when it comes to people as they get strip searched. Crevasse. That's right. And uh, and I imagine it at five eight three eighty, it was probably a deep belly button, if I had to guess. So now they're gonna know you can't hide stuff in there. But he got away with it once, Big J. He didn't know uh, how to stay keep a win a win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Had to dig out the, the methamphetamine. Meth is a terrible drug. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is the X-Rock. That is Lincoln Park. That is faint here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. We live in a world where the cinema is got a bunch of sequels, remakes, reimaginings and all sorts of stuff there's often a people that are crying hey uh there's not a lot of original ideas in hollywood anymore right original ideas and the ones that do come around maybe just maybe don't break the bank unless they're attached to a comic property that people are familiar with right sure uh so they are desperate for movies that have original ideas and make some money and they're looking to do it and i think thankfully uh, they found one that is going to be a, a lot of fun. I don't know if it's going to be good or bad. I know I, I'm all in. And have you heard about the Nicolas Cage movie in which he plays himself, Big J? Yeah. This sounds fantastic, doesn't it? Yeah, like being John Malkovich, but it's being Nick Cage. Yeah, I mean, well, Nick Cage kind of messed around with it a so little wait, bit. Real original idea. Adaptation. Well, no, it's not. What, what is being John Malkovich to you? John Malkovich being John Malkovich. No, 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 no. Have you ever seen the movie? No. Of course not. Okay. Because uh, it's much, much stranger than that. Uh, it is they find a portal in which you can go into the mind of John Malkovich and take over the actor's body and be him. That's the premise of the movie. But uh, in this particular thing, which, by the way, is called the unbearable weight of massive talent, uh, Nick Cage plays himself in the movie, but he also is basically struggling. It's, it's very close to real life. Uh, the script has a lot of twists and turns. According to an industry outlet, the main character is Nicolas Cage, the actor. And he's at his wit's end because he cannot land a role in the upcoming Quentin Tarantino movie, okay? Quentin Tarantino will not hire him, so Nick Cage is like, oh my god, what has happened? So while he's <laughs> attempting to patch things up with his teenage daughter, he's trying to overcome mountains of debt, which is very real life. He's had yep. lots of tax problems. The fictional Cage is constantly having this internal conflict and conversation with himself, but it's the 90s huge blockbuster movie star of himself that's arguing with him, who ridicules him for his failing film career and not being able to, you know, sustain what he had built in the 90s. And so it's an interior internal conflict going on between two Nicolas Cages. And then things start to turn up when he meets a billionaire from Mexico who's a fan of Nick Cage movies and he wants to talk to Cage about it, but in a national treasure-like twist, the CIA informs Cage that the billionaire is a drug kingpin, and they need Nicolas Cage's help to bring him down. And so that could help him pay off his high tax problems, and maybe just maybe get him some positive press that could help him land the next movie. And so it all starts to come Sounds together. like a Nick Cage fantasy. Right. It's exactly what it is. It is a Nick Cage fantasy. And so I think it sounds amazing. And, of course, you know Nick Cage is going to make some, uh, let's call them, interesting choices in the acting portrayal <laughs> of who of he himself, is. Of himself, I mean. Of himself. And so, it's going to be great. I don't know how long it's going to take to make it, but I cannot wait. 
Because, I mean, he's my, still making movies. Yeah, my only concern is that they would screw this up. It does depend who gets a hold of it. Like, I think Spike Jones would do a great job. Uh, he's the one who did adaptation. He also did Being John Malkovich, ironically enough. And uh, I think there's some certain directors that if they got a hold of this, it would be really good and really funny. It just, uh, I, I don't want it to be like a directed DVD kind of independent film, because that's where yeah, things yeah, get wrong. Yeah, yeah, this is where it should be uh, all, all, every, all hands on deck. Exactly. Uh, it needs to it needs to happen. What is your favorite Nick Cage movie? Is it The Rock? No, 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 no. Face uh, Off? No. Oh no. My God. I mean Face Off is 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 just epic Nick Cage. Yes. Right? But I mean I it's gonna be hard to overcome Raising Arizona. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean yeah. I, I mean that was that was brilliant. It and was. not not really anything you'd expect from from what we know of Nick Cage. No, but I mean, you know, I'm sure a lot of credit can go to the Coen brothers there as well. Sure. Uh but still a fan you're right. Nick that's a great movie. I love Con Air. I, I love Con Air. <laughs> I mean it's, it's so goofy and stupid. Con Air. And great. Great. I also love Face Off just for the fact that it's terrible. But I mean he's made some really good movies. The, the cool thing about Face Off is you get two different versions of Nick Cage doing crazy weird stuff. One of him playing Castro Troy and the other playing John Travolta's character. I mean, and they're both trying to out-ham each other. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's, hilarious. it's a classic. It really is. It really is. So hopefully this will be coming soon to a theater near us. I know we're going to make a podcast out of it if it happens. The morning after with Nick and Big J. South Dakota, Big J. South Dakota. It's in the news today. And it is in the news because they have a new anti-drug ad campaign. Good for them. They're trying to get people off the meth. It's a bad thing. It seems to be a running theme in a lot of places. South Dakota is one of them. And so they have uh, an online ad campaign where it shows what appears to be regular people. Like you or me, Big J. And then the tagline says, meth, I'm on it. Or meth, we're on it. And it's supposed to be impactful and shocking and to let people know that, hey, listen, maybe it's just because you don't think of somebody as somebody that would be on methamphetamine doesn't mean that they're not. And that's how big of a problem that it is that you need to be aware of it and make sure you know that, hey, listen, if somebody has help, they get it. But we live in a dark timeline, Big G, <laughs> where <laughs> anything that can be turned into a meme is going to be turned into one and it already has but unfortunately like sometimes you you i think you have to take your lumps meaning if it's a bad idea or something gets away from you you have to go yeah let's knock that off but south dakota's doubling down on it and i feel like this is going to be a mistake for them Oh, how are they doubling down? I haven't seen that. The, the governor is like, the ad campaign's not going anywhere. This is how we're dealing with this. This is what's going to happen. And and that's that's that. And I just feel like instead of it being a blip, it's going to be an ongoing thing that may never go away, a la the Real Housewives and the Cat meme that is clogging up your timeline everywhere you look right now. I'll be honest. When I first saw, uh, first saw it this morning, I thought that it was... Uh, we're on it meant like in, in the pictures that they showed I thought oh it means that hey they're uh, the, 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 the the mistake they made was saying we're on it and meaning that hey we're trying to take care of this problem I didn't realize that the message was uh, their your neighbor could be on it yeah that's the part I didn't get well see that's the problem if the message is unclear 
then you've got an issue with the campaign overall. Not just the fact that people are making fun of it, which they are, by the way. It's also, what message are you trying to say? Like, we're working together to to try to make this problem go away, or, hey, that guy that's a rancher is also on meth. I should probably figure this stuff out. Or or it's like, hey, you know what? We're, we're actually functioning society. We're on it. We're on it. Everything is fine. The meth capital. I mean, I'm on it. I'm still doing my job. What's it's the problem? It's the sandy shore of America. What is the problem? I'm on it. Kansas City beat the Chargers 24-17 last night in a Monday Night Football game that was played before 76,252 fans and watched at least a little bit by Big J. Might have been in bed by halftime, but he watched some of the game. Chiefs steal the victory uh, thanks to an interception uh, with 18 seconds left to play. Uh, Phillip Rivers, that was a common theme in the game last night. He was chucking interceptions all over God's green earth. And Pat Mahomes didn't have a record-breaking game either, 182 and a touchdown, but good enough for the Chiefs to grab the win. That's the the point, though, good enough. That's right. So, I mean, they barely made it. Sometimes that's all you need is to be good enough. Big J, uh, our Motley crew, hypocrites, liars, or both? Predictable. Uh, They are going to reunite for a stadium tour with Def Leppard and Poison in 2020, according to Rolling Stone. Uh, of course, uh, this is not making some crew fans... Some crew fans are through the roof about this. They're very, very happy about it. Other crew fans are very upset because they shelled out for the band's 24-2015 farewell tour. That's the one where, you know, we were led to believe that the group would officially retire and never you perform live again. believe them? Well, I mean, it's only because of all the pomp and circumstance they made about it. The signing of the contract, all that kind of stuff. I never for one second thought this was done. Uh, that was until they uh, they posted a video yesterday with Machine Gun Kelly, who of course portrayed Tommy Lee in the movie The Dirt, explaining that because of that movie, the band has become, quote, more popular than ever and gained an entirely new legion of fans in the four years that they have been off the road. So the band decided to blow up their previous contract to come out of retirement. And this is uh, the antithesis of what Nikki Six said back in 2015. He said, quote, legally, we can't play again. The only loophole is if all four band members agreed to do it. We could override the contract, but we know that's never going to happen. There are people in this band who will refuse to ever do it again. And you're talking to one of them, pal. There's no amount of money that would ever make me do it again because I have such pride in how we're ending it. End quote. And then he went on to say, quote, if anybody ever, and I don't believe anybody ever would, Call any other band members and say, hey, it's been 10 years. Let's just do 10 shows, a million a pop. It can never happen unless all four band members agree. If we did agree, the way we've set it up, including this conversation right now, we'd have so much egg on this face. We'd have so much pride that alone we would have to stop it, end quote. Obviously, none of that is true uh, as they're getting together. So despite the fact that Mick Mars almost can't move, Big J, and the fact that Vince Neil, depending on what video you're watching, can't really see. They're going to get back together, Big J, and they're going to do it. They're going to do it. Vince Neil, in fact, uh, said a while back in 2014 that that Motley Crue wanted to go out the way they came in. You know, we don't want to be one of those bands that maybe have one guy left in it or somebody's brother or something like that. You know, we want to be we want to go out with the four founding members of Motley Crue and go out on top and leave a legacy of a band called Motley Crue. And they're bringing that legacy back. Uh, are you in? If they were to come, I don't think they're going to come around here. They might. I don't know. But uh, would you be it's in? It's a hell of a lineup. I mean, if you want to live some nostalgia, hairband uh, moments for sure. But um, I don't know. Probably not. If the show was on a Wednesday, you're definitely not going. Right? Might, yeah. If I got free tickets, I might go. Well, of course you're going to get free tickets. Oh, yeah. I might go. When have you not had free tickets to a show that was in the Treasure Valley? 
that you wanted to go okay, to. Okay, well. I rest my case. So, if you got free tickets, would you go? I would, I would probably end up going and taking the wife to go see Def Leppard. There you go. Uh, and that's, But that means you'd have to stay through the whole show, because Def Leppard's definitely headlining. Oh, they are? Oh, of course. Oh, of but, uh, course. But uh, are you sure? Yes. I'm 100% positive. Are you 100% sure? This is Motley Crue's announcement, not Def Leppard's. Still, it's a stadium tour with all three. I would tell you right now that Def Leppard's that headlining band. Unless they're doing a rotating one. I would almost, I mean, just by the amount of hits alone, Def Leppard totally dwarfs. Oh, I, I, I would, I agree with you on that. So I sure, think but. the bigger, although it is a big draw, make no mistake about it, I would think Def Leppard closes down that show every night. For sure. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Uh, coming up in a few short minutes, we're going to try to get you some money with the all-cash $25,000 X Double Dare. The all-cash $25,000 Double Dare on 100.3 VX Rocks. Yesterday, around this time, we gave away $200. We would love to do that again. And so let's welcome on to the show Caller X this morning. His name is Micah. Micah, good morning, man. How are you doing, dude? I'm doing well. Awesome. We would like you to win $200 as well. In order to do that, you need to pick one of the two following categories for questions. Big J? Uh, Yeah, the questions are really easy questions or pretty famous boxers. What do you think? Uh, why don't we go with easy questions? All right, we'll see if they are easy. Shocked. You that <laughs> uh, Micah, here's your $50 question. What fruit a day is said to keep the doctor away? An apple. An apple is right. correct. That is $50 in your pocket. You have a chance to take that and walk away, or you can go double or nothing for $100. What would you like to do? Uh, let's go ahead and go double or nothing. Okay. All right, 100 bucks. What is the name of the person you are currently talking to? What is my name? Nick. We'll take it. Right. Technically, you're talking to both question. of us. Nick and Big J. That, that's good enough. That's good enough. That's a hundred dollars. We did say that's they were pretty. Stupidest question. If you were just out of questions to write, <laughs> they were right. Well, the category is pretty easy questions, so we're trying to make. I it mean, easy. the whole category. We'll see if. Yeah, that's pretty much the truth. We'll see if you can go for two hundred dollars. Would you like it? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. I mean, safe bet here with this. Uh, $200 question. What is the activity or skill of ma- marking coherent words on paper and composing text? I'm sorry, what was that? Was, were you drunk when you wrote this? Oh, I was hammered. What is the activity or skill of marking coherent words on paper and composing text? Marking words on paper is called what? And completing sentences. Yeah. Let's put it, let's put it that way. Writing? Yes. There you go. Right. Writing is correct. We just handed away $200 here today. <laughs> and that's how it works. You want to know the really weird thing? It's the third time this category's come up. Nobody's picked the, the you idiot. really easy category until oh my God. right now. Congratulations, uh, my friend. Micah, you've got $200. That's how it's supposed to go. Hang on one second, man. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're all set and good to go. <laughs> Well, sometimes it's intimidating. Did they win money? I hope they won money. I don't know. But sometimes you go, are they really easy or are they just trying to mess with me? Sometimes you can talk yourself out of it. And that's what happened twice until Micah came around and got himself 200 easy bucks. So congratulations there, my friend. Uh, I don't think the questions at 1230 or 430 today are going to be as easy. But you can tune in yourself and try to figure that out. Uh, It'll happen with Jason, Drew, and with Adam. So good luck to everybody so that you can win yourself some cash. And we're going to do some Bob Culture Smackdown next on the (laughs) X-Rock. 
Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and today we have tickets to go see a concert this Saturday at the Rev Center. Ministry coming to town with Phil Sum on The Illegals. It's going to be a hell of a show. We will get you set up with tickets of that if you can beat Nick at Pop Culture Smackdown. And uh, I don't know, Nick, I think, I mean, we'll see how this first question goes. I think you're going to get it, but I don't know. Oh, boy. All right, 208-287. Every time I've thought that, you've gotten wrong. 1003. Uh, that does not install confidence in me. But if you would like to play, that's the number you need to call if you want tickets to this Saturday show at the Rev Center. It's going to be a good one. Uh, let's see if you got what it takes. I wish everybody luck. Good morning, The X. Good morning. Hey, what's your name, man? It's Cole. All right, Cole. Good luck. In the movie Dodgeball, according to Coach Patches O'Houlihan, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge what? A ball. There you go. All right. <laughs> What? I mean, it's just a, it's a great I question. thought you were going to have him guess the tool, no. not the ball no. part. All right. <laughs> Meg Ryan, who is celebrating a birthday today, starred with John Candy in this 80s movie about an armored truck company. Oh, uh, Armed and Dangerous. There you go. Right. You love that movie. I love that movie. Eugene Levy, Tiny yep. Lester Jr. Uh, I lo- The toxic waste scene always freaked me out. Remember that scene yeah. where the guy that's in the toxic waste, his, stuff, his <laughs> teeth starts to fall out? All right. Uh, who won the first American Idol contest? Uh, do I get extra points if I don't know it? <laughs> That's uh, boy, I wish you could, man. Um, you get bonus points as far uh, as cool. Kelly Clarkson. There you go. Yep. That's correct. Right. You're not cool, man. You know the answer. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Nick, the streets on a standard version of Monopoly are based on what U.S. city? Uh, oh no, I th- I think I knew this once. I'm going to go with my gut because the first thing that popped into my head was Atlantic City. Yes, that's, that's correct. Right. right. Uh, Airbnb is an app that you can use to do what? Uh, okay, uh, lodging. Yeah, right. there you go. Uh, Nick, what long since dead actor will be making a comeback in a movie called Finding Jack? Uh, is that the James Dean movie? James Dean, yes. Right. Uh, which marine animal is the only known natural predator of the great white shark? Oh, God. You should have given this one to me. I don't know what it is. Uh, Can you repeat the question so I can make it clear? Yeah, which marine animal is the only known natural predator of the great white shark? Um, killer whale? Yes. Right. Yes, indeed. All right, Nick, uh, let's see. Um, what fruit can restore your health in Donkey Kong 64? A banana? No. It's the watermelon. Oh, right. I never had a 64. Uh, congratulations, man. You got yourself all Thank set God, up. That was the last question. <laughs> Ministry and Phil and Salmo tickets for Saturday. Hang on, Cole. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're good to go. That was a good run of Pop Culture Smackdown. Marilyn Manson, sweet dreams here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Let's do it. Recap week 11 of the morning after Fantasy Football League. It's all presented by Dave and Buster's, your football headquarters. Any day there's football, go to Dave & Buster's, enjoy it, some great food and drink, as well as playing some games in between or at halftime if you'd like to. Big J, it was a pretty low-scoring week in the morning after Fantasy Football League, but how did it turn out for your team, sir? Yeah, and it's just gone for me here uh, this entire, it's been it's been like uh, down to the wire pretty much for every game for me, and uh, that's not good for my uh, stress levels, dude, <laughs> as I was taking on uh, Sarai with Borca, Borussia, how do you pronounce that? Uh, Boruka, I believe. Boruka. Or Bori, and Borikua. Borikua. 
And so, uh, let's see. I had uh, made some decisions. Jared Goff wasn't getting it done. Uh, I decided to go on the waiver wire. I picked up uh, Kirk Cousins. And, boy, that just did not seem like a great idea at the beginning of that game. Uh, eventually, he did throw a couple passes uh, for touchdowns, three of them. Uh, and and it ended up getting me 22 points. Uh, my running back core, uh, Saquon Barkley, was out on a bye, Ezekiel Elliott uh, against Detroit, you know, got me 17 points. Calvin Ridley uh, for Atlanta, you know, they turned out to, uh, you know, throw the ball quite a bit, and he picked up 20 points. So I was doing pretty good. After that, a huge drop off in points. Uh, I got uh, some uh, some points from uh, Renfro, Hunter Renfro from uh, the the uh, the Raiders. Six points there, and just uh, not, not a whole lot. I ended up with 93 points, 93 and a half points. Uh, she had Jameis Winston going, who got her 14 points. Uh, I don't know what's up with uh, Johnson there in, uh, in in Arizona. He has not, I don't know if he's hurt or what, but uh, I think he was in the game for about a blink of an eye. So he didn't get her any points, unfortunately. Peyton Barber uh, got her seven points. Randall Cobb uh, was the highest scorer um, in, her, in her ranks with 17 and a half points. So it was a struggle for her to score, and she ended up with 80. So I, 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 I eked it out, uh, 13 points uh, win over over her, and uh, we'll see how it goes from there. Five and six on the year, right? Five and six on the year. And uh, same thing for me. It was a close barn burner game. Not exactly a whole lot of points scored on my end either, but got uh, Drew Brees, 21 points out of him. I got 15 on Le'Veon Bell, and I got 13 out of uh, Parker for the, uh, the Dolphins. And then uh, a little bit of a drop-off for me as well, but I was down three heading into last night's game uh, with uh, Kim's assistant all but done. K.O. Hood knocked out. I was down three. I needed Melvin Gordon to put up three points to get the tie or more to get the win. He ended up with nine, and that gave me enough to get a six-point win over K.O. Hood. I'd like to thank the Baltimore Ravens defense for shutting down uh, Mr. Watson, the running the quarterback for the Houston Texans, because he only got uh, K.O. Hood four points, which is certainly not a, a, Deshaun Watson, a Deshaun Watson type game, which means uh, I got saved by a poor game by Watson. Mark Ingram did great. Jacobs did great. Uh, and so did the Saints defense putting up 17 points. But that was pretty much it as it was an 81-75 victory. High points of the week goes to FC Boise with 116. Told you it was a low scoring week this week. But Kevin improved to 7-3 and with a 116-94 win over come to the Dak side. He can thank a great performance from DJ Chark and Michael <laughs> Thomas as well with some big points for him. And uh, Dak Prescott had a huge game for coming to the Dak side, uh, but that was pretty much it. I mean, Justin Tucker was his other leading scorer, which is never that great. And still put up 94 points, good enough to beat a lot of teams this week, just not the team that Arden was going up against. This is an unfortunate game of the week. is probably between the Guitar, Guitar Street Hooligans, Dan, and the Cowboy Killers. It was 107 to 105 with Guitar Street Hooligans picking up their eighth win of the year, his third in a row for Dan, and nice performance out of uh, Christian McCaffrey, of course, which has been a standard uh, operating procedure all season long. Uh, Marlon Mack had a good performance, but he broke his hand, so he's going to be out for a while. And then uh, Matt Jones for the Lions did pretty well along with the Patriots defense. And a good performance out of uh, Mr. Brown from Buffalo. And, of course, Stefan Diggs as well for Cowboy Killers. And if he would have gotten a little bit of a better game out of Patrick Mahomes last night, he probably would have picked up the big yeah. win, but couldn't quite do it. And so that was it for 
uh, for Cowboy Killers, who has a very good fantasy team, but somehow finds himself two and nine. That's like the most frustrating, man. When you have, you know, Pat Mahomes and you have Hopkins for the Texans and you have, you know, Brown for and Stefan Diggs and you've got, you know, some players that are should be doing really well and you're two and nine. That's very frustrating. I feel that pain a lot. Team Vesuvius with an 89 to 81, excuse me, 98 to 81 win over Dub Airs. Congratulations, Jimmy Garoppolo with a big game. Also, Travis Kelsey and the Raiders defense with a big game for Will to improve him to 6-5 and five on the year. Craig falls to 5-6 and six after not getting a great performance out of Lamar Jackson and Joe Mixon, but really that was it. Uh, only one point out of the uh, Buccaneers running back and two points out of Hollywood Brown, so it just wasn't enough to put him over the top. And then... Once again, Dell with the, uh, the only team in double digits with victories is Hot Chub Time Machine, 91-72 win over the Haymakers. Uh, did not get much out of Tom Brady or his running game, but definitely got enough. I mean, when everybody comes close to scoring double digits, it adds up to a pretty good score. Godwin did okay. Uh, Eckler did all right last night. And then the 49ers defense did good enough to give him 94 points and uh, just couldn't overcome Alvin Kamara and uh, Allen's poor performances. And so it just wasn't enough to give Haymakers the win. So as we head into week number 12, we have a 10 and one team. Uh, Jay and I are fighting and clawing our way back into the uh, playoff picture. And this yeah. next weekend is going to be a big one because it's once again, just a, a week one rematch rematch of Nick versus big J for an opportunity to see. I mean, I think if one, whoever loses is going to be out of the playoff hunt, we're still grasping at straws. I, I would between say we're the two both lines. out of the playoff hunt to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, there's still four weeks left, so you never know what happens until the playoffs start. So uh, it could happen, but we would need some help. But I think definitely whoever loses this weekend and, is and, done. And I, oh man, I, I, I don't like the matchups this week, but uh, I've put in some, uh, several waiver claims. All right, we'll see. We'll see how you do. You're right there in the middle of the pack with the waiver wire. Uh, and there may be some people that want to pick up somebody before you. So we'll see what happens. I am among them. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your recap. we got some bad impressions happening next in the X-Rock. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And let's hook you up with some tickets. The Breakdown Ball is happening November 30th. It's Saturday at the Knitting Factory. And uh, Breakball... Breakdown Ball Volume 2. Uh, the bands that are going to be there, we got Free the Jester from Spokane, A Dead Desire, our, uh, our buddy Mora and I coming from Utah, Living in a Fall Size from here in Boise, Faded Leroy, Stone Prophet, The Sky Burns Brighter, all going to be there. And uh, it's a great charity event. The Boise Hive and Special Olympics in Idaho are going to be the recipients of the money raised from this concert. So we'll hook you up with these tickets. If you can figure out bad impressions. 208-287-1003. Bad impressions works like this. Big J has three clues. They all point to somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is, then you have got a concert that you're going to hear in a couple of days. Let's go to the phones. Good morning, the X. Morning. Morning, man. What's your name? Austin. All right, Austin. Good luck. Oh, let's see here. I'm uh, sorry. My apologies to everybody. Thanks to Disney Plus, many of my first acting gigs are, gigs are available to watch, like Tom Sawyer and Candleshoe. Uh, next. I've won two Oscars for Leading Lady in The Accused and Silence of the Lambs. Uh, next. Recently, I started the movie Artemis Hotel. Uh, Jody Foster. It is. It is Jody Foster. Good job, Woo. Austin. Tickets to Breakdown Ball Volume 2 are yours. Hang on. We'll get some info from you. Why is Jody Foster in the news? Today's her birthday, Nick. How do you think that Jody is? Uh, 52. 
57 years old. 57. What is she up to now? She, uh, let's see. There's uh, something called Prison 760 on the docket of things to do. Um, She's mostly behind the camera these days, though, right? Like doing like directing and that kind of stuff. She hasn't directed a lot of stuff. Uh, maybe producing more, but she's directed a couple things, but nothing, you know, not a bunch of things. She did uh, Black Mirror recently. I know that much. One episode right. of Black Mirror in 2017. Um, yeah, but uh, other than this other movie, not a whole lot going on, at least according to IMDb. Well, then she has got plenty of time to sit back, celebrate her birthday, right? Yeah. Have a crazy Jodie Foster party. I wonder what that looks like. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Maybe if you treat it right, you get an invite. We'll wrap up the show. That'll be happening next on the X Rocks. That is the Bad Flower and the Jester here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Wrapping up the show on this Tuesday. Congratulations. Another $200 given away in the all-cash $25,000 X Double Dare today. To Michael, you have another opportunity to play at 1230 today with Jason Drew and 430 with Mr. Adams. So make sure you tune in for that opportunity. Also had a chance to uh, learn a little bit about Nick Cage's new movie. That's awesome. Let you knew the Molly Crew is coming back today. Uh, they announced yesterday they are blowing up the contract and they're going to make a return to the big, I guess, no, summer No, they did. Didn't you concert. see the video? Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It blew up. They blew up the contract, literally. And now they are back and this time it's personal. And we also had a chance to have Big J watch a movie for you called The King. He's already upset about how long it is, so uh, yeah, should dude. be should be fun. He's going in with a with a very clear once a week already open mind, and and having himself a, a very good time. Big J, that leaves you with the floor, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, happy birthday to my dad. Happy 80, birthday, eighty-two years old. Nice. What are the plans? Texas Roadhouse, baby. And what's the go-to? You just hang out with the uh, with the butter and the rolls. Me? Yeah. Why would I do that? Well, you like the butter and the rolls. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah, of course. Who wouldn't? Right. You're crazy. You don't like that cinnamon butter. But what do you have a go-to that you usually give when you're there? Go prime rib? Yeah. Steak? Well, that is, uh, yes, it's called the Texas Meat. Steakhouse. But not a dish that you can think of? Mm, I don't know. It's whatever. Sometimes. Sometimes you want that big old country fried steak. Should be a fun night. All the gravy. Enjoy that, Big J's family. Uh, next set of X-Rock brought to you by Dennis Dillon, where Orchard Street and the Freeway meet. We'll be checking in with you tomorrow with a movie review from Big J. More ministry tickets up for grabs and another chance at cash at 830.